Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production, where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. You know, the meal, I'm doing all my preparations for Thanksgiving, which was the next day. And there was a lot going on. We had to finish, you know, getting the room painted and everything and get the house totally done because we're having this big Thanksgiving party and we're hanging out and we hear a knock at the door. also hear a woman's voice saying hello and I, I literally was like oh there's someone at the door so my friend went to go get it and I continued chopping doing my thing and then she comes back a couple seconds later and she's like you heard that right and I said yeah She's like, there was nobody there. And then that's when the radio blasted on. And we're both a little startled because we're like, where is that coming from? And it was coming from upstairs in my master bedroom. I'm like walking toward my master bedroom and I open the door and the music is blasting. Immediately, my attention goes over to the French doors in this sunroom area, and right beneath it is my painter's radio. And I walk over to the radio, which I don't really want to do. Turned it off and beelined out of the room as fast as I could. I was like, okay, cool, done, awesome. He has an alarm on his radio, and that sucks because it scared me. The next day, it's it's Thanksgiving Day, and he's you know finishing up his stuff, and I go up there and I'm and I'm talking to him, and I'm like, hey, so, you know, last night I was doing some cooking and stuff, and the alarm on your radio went off at like eight o'clock at night, and he's like, I don't have an alarm on my radio. He's like, Laura, I think I know why that might have happened. I don't want to freak you out. There's an old woman in your bedroom. And I literally just, I couldn't believe it. I was really scared. I'm pretty, I, I mean, when he told me, I knew he was talking about a ghost. I don't really get scared that easily um, at all. But um, this scared me. It, it did really scare me. <laughs> Hi, 
I'm Elliot Van Dusen, Director of Paranormal Phenomena Research and Investigation and co-author of Evil and Exeter. You're listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast with Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and Britt is currently away, and it is Monday, May 18th, 2020, episode 230. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, I am glad to be back in the hot seat. How are you guys doing out there? And we're still in this quarantine thing, but there is good news in a couple of weeks here. The state is going to open up, and we'll be good to go. I'm still not so sure if I'm going to go out there into crowded areas just yet. Going to see what happens, I think. And I spoke to Britt. She's doing okay as well. And speaking of good news, The Witching Hour is back, and they are part of the first Friday of every month video lineup, and they've been gone for a little bit, and the reason for that is because season one, they just ran out of video. That's all. But they're back for season two, starting in June. So, in June will be the first episode of season two for The Witching Hour. Good stuff, man. Very good stuff. And if you guys didn't realize it yet, we have released the official trailer to season two for The Witching Hour early last week. And also, they have two episodes, like prep episodes, leading into Season 2. And we released the first part of that already. And the second part will be releasing on the 1st of June. So look for that. And if you haven't seen the trailer or the Part 1 of this prep episode type of thing leading into Season 2, go check it out. They are both out right now. Go to realparanormalactivity.com and watch it. Good stuff. But yeah, they are back in the first episode of Season 2 will be shown in june here at rpa good stuff man and the good news keeps on coming yeah this tuesday is another episode of aaron's horror show and also a brand new episode this wednesday of terry's mysterious moments with terry from texas so yeah man we are gearing up here and hopefully you'll find something you like and as always thank you very much for coming here and watching or listening to us just talk about all kinds of spooky stuff paranormal stuff the weird and strange oh man yeah and what we're going to do here today is do some more listener stories. And if you do have an experience that you would like to share to the world, you can send it here to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com. And I'll read it off on a future episode. But do realize we do have a pretty big backlog and it's first come, first serve. So if we don't get to it, you know, in a month or so, don't worry. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We're chipping away at it slowly but surely. <laughs> okay. So with that, guys... Let's get on with the show. And you know what that means. Oh, yeah, man. Come on. Say it with me. Say it with me. That's right. To the story den. Follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving. And the fans are going nice and cool in here during the spring of 2020. Oh, yeah, man. And you guys know the deal. Grab a beanbag over there in the corner. Find an empty spot on the floor, but don't forget to grab a popsicle out of the freezer over there. And it is jam-packed full of popsicles for this season. Oh, yeah, man. And while you guys are doing that, I am, as usual, get behind my desk here. Oh, yeah. And Britt has sent me the packet by email. And I printed them off. And what do we got? Oh, okay. Well, it looks like we have one long one. We have uh, two medium-sized ones. All right. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so good, man. All right, what are we going to do here? What's the first one? This one is by Opus, and it's titled, Still Don't Really Know What or Why It Is. 
Okay, Opus, let's see what you got, man. It started when I was very, very young, something like four or five. Me and my family lived in this big old house in the city center of Gloucester. Everyone who ever entered that house always said something just did not feel right about it, as if someone was watching you. My mom used to find me sitting in front of the wardrobe with both doors wide open and just talking to it. What always freaked her out was that all the clothes were drawn aside like curtains. Doors would open on their own or close when you're not looking. It was the reason we moved. What my family still don't know is that whatever it was in the house moved out with us. Sometimes I will wake up in the night and see this face in the corner of the room or near my bed. Every house we have lived in since has not felt right. Footsteps outside the door, shadows passing by, cold flashes despite having the heat on. I really do believe that whatever was in the first house has attached itself to me. It has never attacked me directly, although it has been known for my stuff to relocate itself. There was one night in 2007 or 2008 on Christmas night when my pillow was pulled from under me and onto the floor. There was one occasion in 2009 where my mother was asleep upstairs. I was sitting in the living room on my laptop. I could feel something in the room. Ten minutes later, my mom comes rushing downstairs saying, someone said my name in her ear as she slept. During a stretch of time in prison, one of the officers said that he thought he saw someone else standing in my cell in the night. But as he activated the emergency check light, he realized no one was there. Other inmates would not go near my cell because some of them got cold rushes if they looked through the spy hole. When I moved to another cell, the new occupant reported to be attacked in the night. He said he woke up and felt like someone was pinning him to the bed or by his wrists and ankles. This led to the chaplain conducting prayers in the cell. I don't really know if the two things are linked, but it is a bit of a coincidence, is it not? What makes the whole thing more creepy and real to me is the fact that other people have seen shadows near me. Like when you think you see someone in the corner of your eye, but when you look, it's gone. But I have grown up with it, so to me it is like a sense of normality, and it's never hurt me. But I can tell you this, when I wake up in the night and still see that face in the room, it still sends a chill down my spine and keeps me awake for hours. It is your choice as to if you believe in this story or not, but it is as they say, seeing is believing, and I see this thing. Thanks for reading. And man, that's from uh, Opus. Opus, thank you very much for sharing that. Uh, yeah, attachments. I don't like it. <laughs> but the cool thing is, it seems like, like you said, it's never hurt you. And you're used to this thing being around, so it's normal uh, to you. Uh, yeah, you know, it. whatever it is, I wonder why it's, uh, it likes you so much. You just never know. I don't know. It began back in your first house, you were four or five. It looks like you were talking to it while you are uh, you're that young. 
Yeah, you're a creepy kid, weren't you? Yeah, kids are creepy, man. <laughs> well, hey, thank you very much for sharing. Good story. Yeah, attachments. Ugh. Okay, what's next? What do we got? Oh, man, it's been great weather. How's the weather been for you guys? Uh, over here, though, man, it's been raining for, I don't know, three straight days. Lots of thunder. I love thunder, by the way. I love, I love thunderstorms, things like that. But, you know, three days in a row, eh, you know, one, one and a half. But, yeah, three days, it's, uh, it's a little bit too much. <laughs> okay, this one is by Ghost Girl, and it's titled Friends Ghost. Okay, Ghost Girl. Let's see what you got, man. I have two friends that live within the same neighborhood that complain about both of their houses having weird events. What I'm going to write about is what I witnessed over a year at one of the houses. I swear what I am writing is true, but I understand people are skeptics. I will not claim to understand everything that happens, nor have I ever been able to find out the history of this specific house. This house had weird events day or night. It wasn't every day, but it was often and later I discovered each family member had their own experiences to talk about. The first event at this house was when I was babysitting my friend's son. The child was about three years old. He and I were playing on the bed with his race cars. We were home alone and the dogs were in a crated area downstairs. He turned to the closed door and said, Hello. The doorknob turned. I went to see who was there, but no one was there. I figured the kid's dad was trying to spook us, but his car wasn't out front and when I called his cell, he was at work. That same day, I laid the kid down for a nap. We had fallen asleep with the door shut and a blanket over us. I awoke. The blanket was by our feet and the door was open. Brian, the child, awoke screaming suddenly. He then turned to the door and started babbling, like how he does when excited or nervous about seeing someone. I felt really cold and uncomfortable, like I wasn't alone. A few days later, I was babysitting again. We were in the living room, as the upstairs had sufficiently bothered me after the last incident. Suddenly, the front door unlocked and opened, but no one was there. I heard footsteps as if someone was coming through the door and made their way upstairs, but I saw no one. I called out. No one answered. I shut and relocked the door after grabbing the child and checking the outside for visitors or family. No one was out there. After about 20 minutes, the door opened again. As I walked towards it, it reshut and I heard the steps again, as if someone was headed back upstairs. For a while, I avoided the house, chiding myself for being paranoid and having an active imagination. Maybe the door was loose. Maybe I watch and read too many things. But I started coming back. Most of the time it was pretty quiet. 
with the occasional feeling of being watched and a few sounds of footsteps or seeing their child's mobile swing side by side from the ceiling as if there was a draft. This changed around Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving, we were all eating together when suddenly it got really cold in the room. All of a sudden, we had all stopped talking. The china cabinet started shaking. Nothing else in the room moved. The mother shouted, Enough! Stop bothering us! The child started crying and pointing at the cabinet. And a few seconds later, the cabinet stilled. A few weeks after this night, we started decorating for Christmas. I saw a shadow figure walk across the living room as if it was going from under the tree to the window. Then it disappeared. The same night, Brian was running around the tree, pointing under it, saying, Who that? Who that? There have been many times at the house where I'm sure I feel like something brushes against me or is watching. Sometimes I feel like there might be two separate things in the house. Since one energy feels creepy and off, but not dangerous. And the other feels like it's angry. Love the podcast. Thanks for reading. And that's from Ghost Girl. Ghost Girl, thank you very much for sharing that. Yeah, another kid story. <laughs> Kids are creepy, man. Uh, yeah, who knows? Could be two. Could be one. Doesn't seem dangerous, though, right? Except for, um, you know, that one incident was at Thanksgiving. The, the cabinet, the china cabinet, started shaking. But obviously the mother, you know, said uh, she shouted out enough, stop bothering us, and it stopped. So, you know, they know there's something with the house. I'm, uh, have they ever talked to you about this sort of thing? I want to hear that story, all the stories that they have, because, uh, like you said, it doesn't happen all the time. And you babysit their child, Brian, uh, but they actually have to live there. I'm just wondering what their story is. That'll be interesting. But yeah. You know, thank you very much for sharing. That's a cool story. Yeah, if I were you, I wouldn't be babysitting there anymore. <laughs> but then again, yeah, if you really think about it, it's not really harming anything. It looks like it's just going about its business. Was that the uh, the kitchen door or one of the doors keeps on opening to the outside and you hear footsteps and it goes upstairs? Yeah, it's minding its own business. <laughs> All right, what's the next one? What do we got? Love these stories, guys. Thank you very much for uh, sharing. This one is from Emily, and it's titled, My Family's Story. Okay, Emily, let's see what you got, man. Hi, I've been listening to your podcast for a bit now, and I figured I'd share some of my family's experiences with you. So, starting off, my family since before I was born has had some crazy things happen. For example, my mom, my dad, and my half-sister were living in this house. That, at the time, they bought it. Had wax melted on the walls, in the bathroom, and the bedroom, and just strange things found all over. If that wasn't bad enough, my half-sister, who was young at the time, was playing in my mom and dad's bedroom, and looked into the open closet. The light was off, but she saw a figure that looked a lot like my dad was standing in the back of it. The guy who had lived there before looked just like my dad, 
Long hair, beard, the whole deal, except he had red hair. She went into the living room where my mother was sitting and told her, Daddy is playing hide-and-seek in the closet. Apparently, she was white as a ghost. My mom could hear my dad blow-drying his hair in the bathroom, so she instantly knew it was not dad standing in the back of the closet. They packed up that day and got in the car to leave. But as they were leaving, my sister pointed out the window and said, There he is! He was sitting in the middle of the garden outside, cross-legged. They left and never returned. They're pretty sure that the guy who had lived there before was some kind of Satan worshiper or something due to the purple wax they found melted on the walls. And he was perhaps astral projecting into the house, though they couldn't be sure about that. After that, we moved in with my Mima and Papa into their house in a small nice neighborhood. My brother got the back room when he got older to himself. My sister and I shared a room that was converted from the garage. My brother went through a bad phase of Satanism. He drew pentagrams on the walls, among other things. He once said that he was angry at my sister and one of his best friends, and he heard a voice say in his ear, Why are you angry? He answered it, I'm angry at them, to which it replied, why don't you kill them? Obviously, it was a very scary time for my parents, whom he said later he actually thought about killing on several times. But at the same time, he still loved them and trusted them. At one instance, my brother was alone at home, sitting in the bathroom petting our main coon, Solomon. As he was petting him, he said he saw this figure whiz by the open door, so fast it was like a blur, and he heard its footsteps thumping so fast you could barely count them. It went straight into his bedroom. He wouldn't go in by himself to investigate, so he waited for my dad to get home, and they investigated together, finding nothing. He said the figure was tall, thin, and this strange yellow color. I never liked being in the house alone, as I always felt uneasy. We had a pool in the backyard that was 12 feet at its deepest, and once we decided to swim. Everyone was outside, so I ran in to go and get my bathing suit. Our bunk bed and dresser was located in my brother's room, so I was quickly digging around in the drawer in his room trying to find my bathing suit. In my peripheral, I could see the bunk bed behind me, and the top bunk had a detachable metal crate to keep you from rolling off in the night. As I stood there, I watched it in my peripheral lift up, and then it slammed down onto the ground. I was out of there in seconds. My dad tried to play it off, say that it was just loose up there and fell, but I know I saw it lift into the air. I think it knew I was uneasy and wanted to scare me, as I was already scared being in the house alone. In another instance, my brother was sleeping, and we were doing renovations at one point. Bill slept with the music on quietly, like corn or tool. There was an open space on his wall, flush with the ceiling, that looked into the shower, but not enough to see who was in there, just a small hole. 
He could hear when people showered and have conversations. He said that he heard a young girl singing to corn, which he assumed was my older sister. But she got out of the shower still singing. When the song ended, she giggled. He later asked me, my sister and my mother, if any of us had showered this morning. And we all said no. Even after we moved into our newly built house on our property, my brother often heard voices in his room, had numerous sleep paralysis events, and other things like that. One of the more notable events was when my brother was sleeping on his stomach, and he said he woke up unable to move. He felt a presence climb up onto his back and align their legs with his. Now, it might have been just one of his more terrifying sleep paralysis hallucinations. He awoke the next morning with a red rash covering the places where the thing had touched him. My brother has long since turned from his Satanism, and he is now striving to be a pastor. But occasionally, things still come back to taunt him. Those are my stories and my family's stories. I have full belief that my family has seen everything they claim, and especially my brother, because I've heard a few recordings he took of a thing mocking him. It's quite scary, and I can't imagine anyone wanting to have something like this oppress them. Thank you, Emily. All right, Emily, hey, thank you very much for sharing that. Yeah, it sounds like your family's been um, experiencing quite a few things. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, Satanism, not a good thing. I, uh, my, uh, my father volunteers, uh, you know, as a minister to go down to the local jail and his area and just talk to the inmates, you know, give them some free time, talk about, you know, the church and things like that. And he heard uh, a story from some of the inmates that he was talking to that, they had a Satanist, uh, you know, with them uh, at one point, and I guess uh, at you know at night he said to his uh, his cellmate that he's a Satanist and he's going to read his his you know the Satan Bible, and he hopes that that doesn't uh, bother him. And his cellmate says, "No, I'm going to read the Bible." Uh, I hope that doesn't bother you. And the Satanist says, no. So here they are. you got Satanists and a, a Christian in, in the same cell. And I don't know. The, the story goes that uh, at one point, as they're talking to the, to the Satanist guy, he says that uh, he's not worried about anything. Uh, Satan will protect him. Uh, he never gets sick. He never, he's not worried about death. He doesn't, you know, he's not going to be harmed. Well, a few days later, he gets sick. I mean, deathly sick. They had to take him out. I don't know if he was on a stretcher or what, but, you know, he needed um, medical attention. And they never did see him again. He never returned back. So they don't know what's going on. And you know, I guess everyone in that cell block just laughed about the Satanist saying that, you know, nothing can harm him, blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, it's just something fun to think about. <laughs> but yeah, Emily, thank you very much for sharing that. And I'm glad your brother is, uh, you know, he sounds like he's doing better now. Right. Thank you very much. 
and that is it guys that's all that uh brit sent me for the packet and as always uh we're flattered that you come here and listening to us every week or listening to one of the shows or watching the videos we do this for you guys we try to provide enough content that you'll enjoy you know something about the paranormal the weird and strange that sort of thing and remember this tuesday is a brand new show with aaron farrell of aaron's horror show and this wednesday a brand new show of terry's mysterious moments with terry from texas and also don't forget that we released uh the official trailer for the witching hour of season two which is coming out the first episode will be in june here and also we released the first prep episode leading into season two that's out right now and we'll release part two on june 1st so yeah we have uh the witching hours back for season two part of the first friday of every month the video lineup and also, thank you, Prime members. If you want to become a Prime member, just go to realparanormalactivity.com. Big old button there. It's $3.99 a month. You can cancel anytime. Fairly priced. And what you get is all the previous RPA Monday episodes, bonus episodes, interviews, listener stories. We also have audiobooks uh, of folklore from around the world. Hours upon hours upon hours of content that really helps out RPA, and we pay our bills with that. Or you can sign up through the RPA app, which we had built for you guys, which is free. Just do a search for Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast slash network, and you'll see our iconic aqua blue eye as its icon and just download it for free you can sign up right through there as well and also you can log in through there and it's fully functional has video capability so you can watch the videos on the app as well and also listen to us anywhere you listen to other fine podcasts we're on all the major audio streaming platforms such as iHeartRadio, radio etc etc and with that i am calling it the show's been produced by myself and Britt, and is also made possible by lafaz corporation and man we love you oh yeah we do. As always, thank you and good night.